You know a dream is like a river ever changing as it flows and a dreamer's just a vessel that must follow where it goes trying to learn from what's behind you and never knowing what's in store makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the shores Garth Brooks. As is pretty normal for a DJ, even though I am not currently an active one, to have a playlist or two for many reasons. I have playlists created of songs I enjoy. I also have them created to support me on my journey of healing. I can play any number of songs on repeat when things feel out of control. Using music helps a lot by allowing me to have something consistent. The COVID-19 aka coronavirus seems to be spreading around the world rapidly. I and many like me are stressed. It is a very uncertain time where everything feels shaken and unstable. My heart is bleeding. My body is scared. My mind is all levels of confused. I tweeted those words with a poster I had created about the COVID-19 aka coronavirus. With the scare of the virus looming I had no escape from my thoughts. As information flew in all directions around me I knew deep down, because of my disability, I would be seen as someone less likely to survive being considered not worth the effort to protect or treat. The response was not words but a single heart three times. It was all that was needed. I was not looking for words I was looking for comfort and safe space. What followed was crying myself to sleep. I realized, in those moments of tears, that what I was experiencing was grief. I have a disability called spina bifida. It's one of the few disabilities that has its daily challenges but doesn't affect my health from day to day. The biggest risk to life or health is typically surgery. In childhood, surgery is quite a frequent occurrence. The recovery period, especially if anything sets back that process in any way, can be quite a challenge even dangerous or life-threatening. When you have any additional condition, during a recovery period, even physically being limited by a disability or condition recovery is more difficult. If someone like myself catches a virus, the limits we have from the disability plus a weakened immune system or state, as a result, can be very deadly. Even a common cold can become life-threatening. When living with a disability or medical condition finding out that someone has passed away, who also has the same condition, even if that person is unknown to you, a deep sense of loss follows. If that person is younger or even a few years older than yourself it can raise a lot of questions about one's mortality. Medical trauma is real. It doesn't only happen or matter within the context of the body. Something isn't just trauma when someone is shot or injured in an accident, loses a limb or develops a life-threatening illness or disease. It can also be part of any medical condition that involves treatment for an extended time or long period of recovery. In my case, the disability that has no cure, that will not get better but doesn't get worse is the cause of my medical trauma. Many are under the false assumption that once the body heals everything is okay. That may not always be true. Many understand trauma, what it can do to the body, the effects it has on the brain but what about the heart? Without considering the heart, we dehumanize many experiences. We never view the experiences as traumatic or feel the need to find a solution. SARS, bird flu, swine flu, now COVID-19. So why am I talking about grief? Well, that has a straightforward answer. During two of the previous outbreaks, I lost two people in my life. They both had the same disability as me and were close to my age. If memory serves me correctly, which in all honesty it likely isn't, one case was the bird flu and the other swine flu. I have lived to see each of the outbreaks listed above feeling the losses that came as a result. The first friend's passing happened during my years in junior high school. I attended the viewing where the grieving mother ran into my arms, crying, looking to me for comfort. I was still a kid who didn't know how to respond or handle the situation. All I knew were all the ways I didn't want to handle it. I wasn't going to be that person who told the mother that it was God's will or that her child was better off, not to feel or think what she was or that her child was not suffering any longer. When my second friend passed, 
I was living on my own for the first time and had just started college. I received a cold-hearted, very blunt phone call from my parents, who I was trying to distance myself from, saying my friend had died. They thought I should know, they gave me a short explanation of how it happened and hung up. There was nothing left except a dial tone. I was all alone in my apartment, feeling an intense amount of shock. Both deaths were hard but the second was the hardest. Living at home, I was very much aware that I wasn't allowed to feel. I knew not to show any sign of being emotional. In my house feeling or showing emotions was seen as something very wrong slash bad. I had them and felt them but denied them. I kept them buried so far inside myself even I struggled to find them. Living on my own, I could feel and express however and in whatever way, I felt was best. I knew nobody could see or judge it. Having the freedom to feel all the feelings I had was a good thing and I knew it. Still, living alone left me struggling with an overwhelming sense that nobody cares. I couldn't sleep for weeks because I was scared of not waking up. I was filled with questions but had nobody to ask. I was filled with constant worry about when it would be my turn. It felt like there was no longer a question of what if but when. It was the first real experience I had of knowing, on a really deep level, I was not immortal. I was facing the very real fear and realization of my death. Many people see those of us with trauma histories as people who have a brain that is stuck in the past while looking to the future. I will not argue that point because it is a valid one that does make sense. Where my brain is struggling is with all the information on trauma and triggers we do have. Why is nobody concerned about the trauma that loved ones of people lost to the outbreaks, current and previous, are experiencing? What about the survivors of past outbreaks or the people recovering from the current outbreak? What are they feeling triggered by and how scary is this for them? We know about generational trauma, secondary trauma, traumatic experiences directly affecting people or indirectly affecting people. We know that previous events are triggered by current ones. The world is in crisis, living in panic mode, with people stepping out into the world in a way that states every human for themselves. Please realize this virus isn't only affecting the people who have or may contract it. It's affecting everyone including anyone who has lost someone in a previous outbreak. This is impacting those who have contracted a similar virus, in the past but survived the experience. Many people may not be sick or even get sick from this virus. That doesn't mean people are not or will not be traumatized by it. A lot of people need care and support, especially now in the middle of this unpredictable storm. It does very little to save a person's life or restore them to health if you take away the quality of life or reason for living. A body is just a shell of a person who exists rather than lives if it has a tortured, wounded or destroyed soul. 